Welcome to Jazz Avec Moi, the podcast where we will talk about everything from life, career, and entrepreneurship from a TCK perspective. My name is Michaela Mutoni, and I will be your host. Hi, everyone. In this week's episode, we speak with Imanzi Kaitare. I met Imanzi Kaitare when I moved to Toronto for a couple of years and I've always known him as that person who is super involved in the community. He really cares about people, young people especially, and he worked as a public servant. So I really wanted to bring him on to just understand why he does what he does and share with us basically his experience and what has led him to public service. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much, Imanzi, for doing this chat with me today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm really enjoying a lot of uh, what you've been coming out with. So yeah, definitely excited to to join the session. Uh, thank you. Um, as you might know by now, I always like to start by having the host, well, the guest introduce themselves and then we, I'll compliment if I feel like you missed anything. <laughs> uh, so yeah, who is Imanzi? Like, uh, tell us about yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Imanzi Kaitari. Uh, I was born in Toronto. Um, my parents, they came to Canada in the late 80s or mid 80s and mm. um, grew up here in Toronto and well the background is from Rwanda and they pretty much came here to give my brother and I of I guess uh, opportunities as with many other immigrant stories um and pretty much grew up here in the system and yeah. just been exposed to a lot of different um issues that are happening here within the country and so mm-hmm. my background uh, my training so I uh, went to school in uh, Montreal, studied economics and public administration. And um, when I graduated, I was pretty fortunate. It was around 2009 to get um, a job with the federal government um, here in Toronto at the Department of Employment and Social Development Canada. Um, and I started off as a as a junior advisor working within their um, labor market division. And... Pretty much, I've been there now for I can't believe now it's been like ten years. Oh wow! Uh, this year, um, and I've had different. I think for me, like I, I like when people say like ten years goes by quick, it it, it really does. And so I think for me, um, just moving around different business lines, getting um, exposure in how government works, and. Uh-huh. Um, I really, I guess for me, I, I, I kind of stuck around um, because I was one interested and passionate about the files that we were working on and also realizing that, I guess, being the public servants, you're, you're, you're called um, to serve the public. And so mm-hmm. uh, for me, I felt like it was almost paying it back in terms of paying it forward for 
um, I guess, this adopted country that um, my parents came to and um, wanting to, um, to serve his country uh, in, in that capacity. Um, and so um, I've been also involved. Uh, one thing I realized earlier on uh, in my career starting off was um, to get as much experience as possible and um, trying to diversify your skill sets that are maybe um, outside of your nine to five. And so mm-hmm. for me, I was really keen on um, really developing myself and not just developing myself, but also how can I have a meaningful impact on um, the work that I'm doing um, inside um, at the office, but also outside the office. And so that led to get involved uh, in different community initiatives, um, in different uh, leadership initiatives, mm-hmm. uh, in the Canadian context, but then also within um, the Rwandan community. And so um, I think for me, just, I don't know when it's kind of clicked, but I think I um, I just knew that getting involved in the community was just something that, I guess, just just became normal and so i i realized mm. um there's there's a big role to play um as a as a diaspora here and so um yeah no for me i've uh, i would say i would call myself or not really call myself but i'm really interested in just connecting and just collaborating across um different communities um trying to make an impact um both um, at work and in the community, um, and then also just connecting the world of policy um, and, and government, but then also from an impact of uh, business and, I don't know, even politics. I don't know how mm-hmm. I got, I don't know how I get keep getting drawn into stuff of, of, of politics, but <laughs> that's another, I guess you want to say, interest which naturally comes um that i've been sort of getting more and more involved in so so yeah that's awesome that's awesome well going to your point of politics you can't really uh separate politics from life right like the three are intertwined uh like politics drives policies or policies drive politics and they impact business so you can't we try to separate them but eventually there will be an overlap right mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah no for sure it, it's i think as young people um and i would say even those coming from an, an immigrant background um we're, we're we're kind of taught that politics is kind of dirty um mm-hmm. it's something that's that you should not get involved in or just stay clear of it. Um, you can have your opinions and your thoughts, but when it comes to politics, when it comes to um, getting involved, community building, um, it, it's something that we're, that's not really seen as, as something really good to get involved in. And so I think, I think the value in, I don't know, I, I firmly believe that there is, that there's good politics and good politics what I mean is um, empowering your communities and however way that you define that um, like that's politics. And so you're really caring about what is happening um, to your community, to the broader community 
um, at national level and international level, um, you know, whether it's looking at um, how trade deals are, are going on or realizing or take up issues on affordable housing or mm. um, all these different regulations that are happening and how it affects us on a daily basis. And so, um, yeah, no, I, I, I quickly learned that to get, um, I, would, I guess, to, to really have an impact or to have your voice heard, you you will really have to navigate those spaces um, and mm-hmm. feel comfortable to navigate those spaces. And so um, this is this is what I believe firmly believe in, in what it means to really build social capital. Um, so yeah. you know this is this is how the world is operating. This is how you know these these communities in North America are operating, and in, and also many other you know emerging countries and also back home. In Africa is that, you know, um, sometimes it's not just, you know, how much you know, but who you know, or who, in fact, rather who knows you and, or what, or if they know your community and, and are you visible and all that. And so, so for me, I, I, I think that it's, it's, it's important to, to get involved and um, to just start off, you know, slowly. So when actually recently I got involved um a friend of mine was running a campaign at the municipal level here in Toronto uh, mm. last year, and he um, it was my first time really getting involved in a political campaign um, um, at, a, at a local level, and mm. it was just really cool to see just how much of an impact you can make, whether it's door knocking, whether it's getting involved in the issues. Um, that you care about and understanding actually what issues that people are raising, just just having just uh, an, an ear to listen, um, it really it really taught me about what it really means to be um, a servant leader. And so I I, mm. I kind of approach um, anything that I'm involved in um, with um, with a servant mindset and realize that whether it's whether it's at work. My, my day-to-day I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve the people or I'm here to serve my employer um, whether it's within my family I'm here to serve my family whether it's, in, whether it's within the community I'm here to serve the, the community and so that's what's always kept me grounded and so that's mm. how that's how I approach you know politics and community building and seeing the intertwined in that mm. that's so important what you what you're saying because I agree that it's sort of we are taught to stay away from politics and I think often it comes from like a place of safety, you know, like don't mm-hmm. just don't get involved in it, like just stay out of it. You yeah. know. But um yeah, it's yeah, it's it's crazy how at the end of the day, especially if you look at in all in all in all stages of life, but even here in Canada, like minorities or different disenfranchised communities are the ones that are going to be first hit whenever there are some like big changes um mm-hmm. that 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 happen right um mm-hmm. in terms of policy which which you would think would make it even more urgent for us to get involved and to be active and to be vocal but that kind of mm-hmm. goes against Mm-hmm. your whole self-preservation yeah, yeah. <laughs> approach right yeah so yeah it really takes, like uh stretching yourself and, and 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 being intentional and really wanting to get involved and wanting to 
go find the information and uh, being interested in it enough to say this matters and actually care enough to 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 go do something about it you mm-hmm. know because mm-hmm. I, and because i believe that i can have some impact and i i can i can do something you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure uh, did you always want to do like to to be a public servant like did you know i guess graduating that you wanted to go work in in government um I no I would say I didn't necessarily like narrow it down to that um mm. I would say I was I was open and so when I was studying um I guess the the courses and the people that I was meeting um I did have an interest um in working policy and um I was open whether that would whether that could be actually at a uh at a private sector at a, a non-profit consulting but um i think when i yeah when for me when i when i graduated is it was at that time of when they um had a downturn in the economy it was that 2008 2009 and mm-hmm. i had um two offers i think um one of the offers was um was a short-term gig and then um this one um the government and it was end up being um, a full-time gig and so I ended up um, going with that and I thought that I'm like okay maybe I'll give it you know two years um, build some experience um, and then I should and then just move on but um, while I've been there um, I was given different um, roles um, to sort of build more um, competencies and skills and I was sort of, I think when I, when I came in, I came in very much with a curious mind and I was sort of, mm-hmm. how could I learn, how could I understand how this big machinery works? Um, and through that curiosity and through um, trying to, I guess, improve. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, like I kind of see problems as, um, as, as opportunities. And so, um, looking at different problems um, and then sort of giving pitches and recommendation management. And then from that, was able to get different experiences in that branch and then other branches. And so um, beginning to, to get um, known for just being versatile in, in, in different settings. And so, um, so I guess that's what kind of what ended up me sort of staying. And, mm. and I've enjoyed it, you know, so far um just because it's 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 definitely definitely meaningful work and i think right now we're at a time where um especially within the public sector and the Canadian public sector where um they're really looking at not just how can we solve issues and um and provide solutions within our own um sort of space but how can we collaborate across different sectors and so now there's this big emphasis in collaborating across um, different mm. sectors, private sector, civil society, community, um, businesses, and really getting um, more of that user experience from um, or to delivering it for citizens. And so 
Um, this is actually not right now at a very inter uh, very interesting time, and so there's this big focus uh, right now on, on on how we can sort of transform our services um, to make it more digital, and so uh, they are getting lots of feedback, and so being a part of those teams um, that are providing sort of recommendations on how we could best improve um, our digital services um, for clients is has been a a worthwhile experience so far um but definitely if if i wasn't being pushed um and if i wasn't trying to expand and, and develop whether it be it at work and outside of work um mm -hmm. that was that was really something that really kept me going and saying okay well um now let me let me start bringing in some of these outside experiences um that i've been developing outside let me try to bring it um within my day-to-day -day nine to five and so that, that's something even um as like a life sort of advice and principle I, that's going forward what i really um advise a lot of young people um about is to try to you know especially right now where, where we're heading with the whole future of work and um this this push for continual ongoing learning is that Mm -hmm. We're going to need to continually to develop um, our skill sets, our competencies. Um, and for me, there was there were certain areas where I wanted to develop. So, for example, I wanted um, to develop uh, my leadership skills, and so possibly getting into leadership, you know, one day. So, I, I tried to develop my leadership skills. Um, mostly outside of work. And so uh -huh. get involved uh, on a nonprofit board, um, sat on a couple nonprofit boards, which is a great opportunity to really gain hands-on experience um, in strategic thinking, analytical, um, making decisions. Um, so that's been a great experience and that from that being able to to translate that into my current role. So um, mm. definitely I'm a big believer in say, hey, you know, if you're maybe not necessarily getting um, the, the skill sets or the experience that you are in your normal day-to-day -day responsibilities, um, and if you've been trying to seek it out, uh, maybe run into a wall and just definitely try to, um, to develop and gain those skill sets outside work, which are definitely lots of, lots of opportunities when um, I definitely tell people the one place to start one is, is to start with, with your community, start with the, the things that interest you. And for sure, there'll be plenty of opportunities to, to get involved. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting you say that I had um, one, I think one of my, my last episode or the one before was with Moses. And that's also what he was saying, like, so do what you're interested in and then you just stay in it, right? Because you have a true interest in it. Um, mm -hmm. And then opportunities happen, you know, by just right. what you're interested in, what you're interested in, and what you're passionate in. And mm -hmm. I, I found it so impactful when he said that because I feel like sometimes we overthink it. <laughs> yeah, we want sometimes we overthink it, but then it makes sense because well, if you really had no real interest in the first place, then mm -hmm. there is no way it can be sustainable. Mm -hmm. And then nothing happens overnight. You have to keep at it for. A couple of years. Sadly. Yeah, yeah, for you sure, know? for sure. Um, so you said you studied in Montreal. What did you study? Uh, so I studied, so I went to Concordia University uh, and I studied um, economics. Um, so major in economics and minor in yeah. public administration. 
Um, mm. So I guess that's where I guess I, like for me, I, I like I loved um, numbers um, um, and theory, and I also loved policy and just um, analytical thinking. And so for me, that's I just blended the two. And I guess for me, I was pretty fortunate. I guess. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And blended in 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 the type of work I'm doing now. Mm, that's awesome. Mm. And then for the nonprofit board, how did you join it? Where did you find it? Uh, so I there's probably so my first one that I joined was um, it was a nonprofit um, housing agency and. Um, it was actually in the area which I was living in, and they they had an opening for board of directors, and um, this was my first. Actually, I think I was nominated for for that, and mm. um, I I went off for that. So that was like my first real sort of board experience, sort of board one on one experience. I think for that I was like maybe one or two years like out of school for that, mm. um, being the youngest one there, and then. The most recent one, um, which is the one where I served the longest for about maybe four years, five years, was the um, Toronto Workforce Innovation Group. And so I was there um, as a board member there. And for that one, I believe I I found out about it through, um, I guess, being in all these different um, email lists, um, distribution lists. And so one of them was through Ryerson um, and it was called the On Board. And so it's a program where they're looking to get um, diverse candidates um, to serve on boards. And so mm. um, knowing that that's a big um, issue in terms of representation and diversity on boards, whether it be on profit, mm. especially on, on, on corporate boards and public boards. Um, so I applied for that program and a friend of mine sent me the information about that um, because I, I, I've expressed that I'm been, that I'm looking to really um, develop my leadership skills and get involved in in, in, in some boards that um, that I can have an interest in or that with my experience and, and, and insights I could I could contribute to. And so for me, workforce development, um, labor market um, was right up my alley um, oh. with the work I'm doing. Um, in the government, but then um, I was there representing, I guess, from a government lens, and so they had a different composition of, of board members, and so um, that's that was a great opportunity again um, of just being involved. Um, it was a small but yet still um, effective board, and that they they ran a lot of programs. You're, you're just overseeing the um, operating budget of the of the organization and so um that's also something too you definitely get that uh, financial um expertise and you know really understanding um budgets um mm -hmm. so you know if you definitely have taken any accounting classes and you definitely learn about that from a theory yeah. point of view uh, and probably if you end up working on the corporate side you may be involved in it to a to a, to a certain degree or maybe contributing to it uh, but being involved at board levels that you're really involved actually in um, overseeing and providing strategic advice 
and insights um, on the financial health of the organization. And many organizations could be in excess of, you know, maybe one to five million dollars. Mm. Uh, and so that was also another great um, experience in, in, in wanting to get um, and to develop my um, financial analysis um, skills and just um, even one thing, just learning just how to ask what the right questions are, right? Because that's another skill set um, that you definitely take um, and can be transferable. So, yeah, so for me, it was definitely getting involved, um, learning about these different programs that are out there and then just applying for it, um, which I'm pretty sure it is still open, um, uh, called Diversity on Board, and anyone could apply for it. And it's a great program for um, for those um, within the diverse space to, to get exposure on boards. Mm, that's so interesting. That's something I would be interested in doing. I guess I just have to be more intentional about it and actually go look for one and apply. Because I think, yeah, I think, yeah, it gives you so much experience. Like it, it's such a different way of looking at things. And I think there is also a sense of responsibility because you are, as a group, you are making a decision that are going to affect the direction of whatever organization you're supporting. Right. So I think just that, like, that's such a, like a crazy concept to me. <laughs> so I think it would be a, a, an interesting experience. Yeah. Through, you know? Yeah. And also I forgot to mention, yeah, definitely also um, like there are some, um, programs which you could apply to, whether it's um, at a municipal level or provincial level, where they have different appointment opportunities um, and mm. organizations. Um, but to be honest, a lot of it comes through networking. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, sometimes many of these um, many of these boards maybe not be directly advertising, and so a lot of it is. Is, is networking to, you know, following these different organizations. And um, sometimes if there's actually, yeah, a lot of times has been through circulating that, you know, that they're looking for different board members. And so um, that's also something to keep in mind too. Yeah, but I, I can also understand that because I guess they're looking for people who are already involved in the organizations and who already understand how the organization works or at least are in that circle, mm-hmm. which kind of circles back to your initial point about building social capital, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like people already have to know who you are in order to choose you. So for example, a couple of years ago, right when I was coming back to Montreal, like end of 2016, beginning of 2017, there was this call in Montreal I think it was called like Group Becomes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were really looking for like young professionals who are um, interested in joining nonprofit boards and would want to do something like that because there are a lot of organizations in Montreal that don't have a lot of young people on their boards and they're trying to, uh, they call it La Relève. They're trying mm-hmm. to create um, like a, a new a new ground, like a new talent yeah. pool. They're trying to create a new talent pool of younger professionals to understand mm-hmm. how non nonprofit boards or, or boards of directors run. Mm-hmm. So that when the older people who are on them currently retire, 
the mm-hmm. younger ones know how to run them and so you can keep going mm-hmm. and so i applied i was just like yo shoot your shot i applied yeah. Yeah. but i knew that i just came back to montreal like literally like i hadn't even done anything like i was like i had just gotten my job and i was kind of sort of like re and like sort of settling down again mm-hmm. and of course i didn't get it but then when i went back and i looked at the profile of the people that they had chosen in that cohort of board of director talent they were all people with like very impressive resumes but the the thread was that they had already been involved in the montreal community uh in some capacity or another like either they were part of some uh like professional boards or they were part of some community groups but they were mm-hmm. already doing something in Montreal and so they had built that social capital of, of and and that credibility of like I'm already involved in my community and I already kind of know what's going on and so this is yeah. why I am worthy of being on your not on your on your board of directors yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's good for for that um, and then my other question was, so for example, I know that you're also involved in like CARI and like a lot of other Rwandan and African um, like like conferences and such. Um, how did you get involved in that? Was it also from a perspective of, I know that I want to develop these skills and I'm interested in this, so let me like combine the two. Was it more like, let me figure it out and let me check it out? Like, yeah, how did you get involved? I can definitely answer um, that. For me, how I got involved, I guess it's kind of crazy. I'm just trying to figure out like how I got involved. I guess in the community, I I, I could probably trace it back to um, my parents. So... Mm. So when my parents, when they came, um, Canada in particular, um, at that time, there was a small community. This is late 80s, early 90s. There was a small Rwandan community um, here in Canada. There were some in Toronto, Quebec City, uh, Montreal, Ottawa. And they used to have lots of festivals um, mm. back in the day. Um, and this was um, pre-94. And so there was, I just remember going to, as, as a young kid, going to these meetings and town halls and festivals. And um, my dad, um, he started as the first um, community, London Community Association um, mm-hmm. here in, in, in Toronto, which was actually, I guess, covered the whole of of Canada and so um I, yeah I just remember at that time just um just going to all these late night meetings and just being uh just seeing what was going on and so um so for me it was like having seen how my parents just always cared about the community like I remember there was always like a ton of people that were just staying up mm-hmm. any anyone that was new coming from back home, needing a place to stay the first, you know, couple of weeks, couple of months, like it was, it was our place or they were either connecting them to other people, mm. that sort of thing. So, um, so they lived their lives very intentionally. And of course, you know, given the situation um, that was happening at that time. And so 
Um, they very much live their lives very open and very inclusive um, and, and, and wanting to, to, to engage um, with the community. And so, um, so I learned at a, at a young age, um, community building 101. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess if you were to, to take a class or do an online lesson on community building 101, this is probably <laughs> what the first thing that they would teach you, how to, how to effectively organize a grassroots, you know, um, organization. Um, and, uh, to do this at that time, you know, with with you know yeah. a lot of resources and um, you know just doing it from just passion, I would say, um, and just determination. I think uh, if I look back on that, that's that kind of what led me. And so because of that, um, that closeness to the community, um, I've I've always been very close to community, and so. And then as I got older um, and realized that, okay, there um, had been also mentors that had been around the community, whether it was, you know, teaching uh, language, whether it was speaking on the dancing, um, all of that. And so as I got older, and I think probably maybe when I, after high school and getting into university, um, was living in, in Misago is in a sense, very sheltered and, and you, uh, not ex- that much exposure um, to different African communities. But then mm-hmm. when, I, when I went away to Montreal um, and uh, for one, just being exposed to lots of different African communities and being exposed to run the community um, really fueled um, my interest to, um, to get involved and to realize, okay, how could we um, come together um, and practically support one another. Like I know we, we love to socially get together and that's part of our culture and that's part of who we are. Um, mm. And so, but I realized, okay, um, how can we practically come together? And so when I heard that there was an initiative starting off in Ottawa, um, this was around 2011, um, uh, called the Canadian Association Around the Youth, Carrie. I was just like, wow, okay, this is this is good. Um, and quickly connected with them, say, hey, like, like let's let let's scale this even larger. Let's 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 think how we could um, have this in each of the main cities um, yeah. that we have um, around the youth diaspora that are within these main all these main cities. And so, so for me, I I, I saw that um, there is a need for bringing together the Rwandan youth, um, showing them, or not even showing them, but just valuing um, the culture, the identity, um, but then also how can we practically support one another. And for me, the biggest thing for um, at the beginning was just um, supporting one another through, through skills development, um, through mentorship, mm-hmm. through leadership. Because um, we, if we look at other communities um, that are here in Canada, um, this is this is how they do it. So when I talk mm-hmm. about cultural capital, like this is this is how they do it. Of course, it, it starts off um, in a very grassroots um, sort of structured way, in that we're all coming together for the love of um, our community um, and wanting to to have a better future. Um, 
and then but there also comes a time when we we need to think about how could we strategically um support one another so from the beginning yeah so we started off um a chapter here in toronto and um had i guess no really formal training in this but just sort of no. with the flow and so for me it wasn't um how or what i could gain out of this it was sort of how could i serve the community how could we do better and for me my philosophy is 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 um i view measure of success by uh how all of us are are doing well in, in a community mm. if we're all not winning then something is wrong like yeah. if, if 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 only i'm winning or if only i'm getting ahead and there's one or two people and that's great and it's great to have role models uh and one or two role models that do that but if we're all not um making sure that others um are also not um getting in those places then um mm-hmm. that's something that we need to to do a better job of and so um that's how i view it as to how best we can support each other and so um whether it was organizing workshops um organizing mentoring sessions um and to see that over what seven years now it's still going strong and yeah here in toronto and you have um you have just so many young people that have come into the city. Um, so there's been a surge of, of young people uh, that are here. And now we're spread all, all across the GTA, and including Hamilton. And so just seeing even the young people that are coming, um, just getting involved and connected and that are taking it to to newer levels, it's, just, it's, it's been amazing. And so um, that's definitely been like a passion project or mm-hmm. um, that I've always had and through that um, I've seen how doors could open up or um, how can we how can we collaborate and to share our best practices with other communities and vice versa how can we learn from other communities as well um, even um, other African communities and youth communities. Yeah. So we work with the whether Ethiopian community, Eritrean community, um, those from Kenya, those from Nigeria, Ghana, um, and then so I learned also too that, uh, and again from my days back in Montreal, and and just realizing just um, how much better we could be if we're doing it all together, and so by mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get more involved um, within the what's happening within the African space, um, African diaspora space, and so um, it led me to get involved with an initiative in Toronto um, called the Friends of Africa um, Economic Development Summit. And so, for me, I I see it that to get involved um, and to really have an impact sort of this pan-African impact. Um, When we're here in the city or in the country, um, of course, we are all Black um, individuals. And um, coming from the African communities, um, you know, the common thing is, well, we don't work well together. And I really wanted to dispel, like, that notion saying that we can't work together. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we, we can work together and, um, you know, we could, we could definitely make an impact. And so uh, I got involved in it a couple of years ago, um, the, the organization called the CASA Foundation, and uh, its main aim is to bring together um, African diaspora, um, investors, public sector, um, community, anyone that has an interest in the future of what's happening on the continent um, in terms of economic development. And so mm. um, that's also been another passion of mine. And I've, I've, I've gotten um, very passionate involved in, in entrepreneurship. Um, and I think for me, just going back home frequently over the last couple of years has been another eye-opener as well and realizing that we have so much opportunities to make an impact and whether even if we're not physically there um, in Rwanda um, Mm. we can have an impact um, here whether that's being involved within the local communities local diaspora communities um, or getting involved in um, other groups and initiatives Mm -hmm. that um, are part of the, the African diaspora um, I think for me, as I narrowed it down, I, I, I thought, wh- what is one thing that brings us together? What's the one issues that we all have in common? And there's, there's issues on um, how can we bring um, more economic opportunities and investments um, back home to the continent? And mm. um, I, I, I saw that that's a major opportunity. And so um get involved in initiatives such as the friends of africa and leading that for the last few years um and just seeing the um different representation from the different continent uh there has has, has been great and so um for me it's 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 been a great opportunity to to get involved um and it's it's really also opened up my eyes to you know what possible avenues I could get into um because I'm definitely my heart is always even though people would joke around and tell me well Mercy, you're born here in Canada but you have so much passion and zeal for Africa they're like oh how did like how did you get this way or you feel like I feel like you just moved here from Africa like, yeah. you know a year ago I'm like I don't know but I think it's if you trace it back it's been a combination uh, of different life events and different yeah. exposures uh, mm. that led me to where I am today, where again, I'm quite confident in, and, and quite appreciative and blessed in realizing that, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian, I'm London, um, and to embrace that fully. Um, yeah. But if, if you were to ask me in, in terms of, you know, what's, what I think about on a daily basis, what keeps me up, what I'm strategizing, who I'm connecting with. It's it has everything to deal with, um, with what's happening um, in on the continent in Africa and Rwanda and elsewhere. And so, um, so for me, get involved in initiatives and organizations um, that align with that. That's mm. great. And so, whether it's that or other um, similar initiatives, whether it's Black professionals in tech um, initiative or um, other black focus initiatives. Um, again, it goes back to what I was mentioning earlier about um, about measure of success and if we could all win yeah. together. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that um, it's an interesting thing happened when you go to college, John, because that's 
kind of when you are taken outside of your comfort zone, like outside of mm -hmm. what you knew. Mm -hmm. And for me too, it was really, I guess the moment where I really realized like, oh, well, look at all these other Africans. No, actually, I, in, my, in my school, I also, in my high school, I also had other Africans as well. But I guess it was mm -hmm. where I met maybe like other Africans that were like-minded, you know. And so going back to your point of there is this stereotype that we don't work together, we cannot work together, like that's not true. We just need to figure out what's our cause, like what are we trying to work for and then find your allies, find the people who want to work with you on, on that particular cause or that particular reason and then we will work together, you know. Um, and that's like any other people really. Mm -hmm. But um, also shout out to your parents <laughs> for their community building 101. <laughs> yeah, for sure. um, yeah. And uh, I guess, yeah, it's interesting as well that growing up, uh, watching them and I guess unconsciously being part of it, right? Because you are absorbing and I'm sure you are helping like any Rowan and child would. Go and play with my friends, but they're like, no, no, no. Like, no. <laughs> my Saturday afternoons, Saturday afternoon to Sunday, Saturday evening were just meetings, meetings. So Exactly. You are voluntold. <laughs> yeah. So I guess maybe why now I have a higher threshold for long drawn out meetings. It's probably because of that <laughs> time. And so it goes yeah. the full circle. Yeah, right. That's crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and then another question actually we were talking about how when you joined um Carrie, part of it was, yeah, let's get all these random youth together and let's talk about culture and um, support one another through like skills development, through life, whatever we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you also mentioned um, identity. Mm -hmm. So you're actually the first person I talked to who was born here. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And um, what was it like to be born here and to grow up here? Uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I've, I've, I've played, I don't know, both spaces, I guess for me, I've, I've, I could see how, um, growing up here and you have one frame of identity, you know, for mm -hmm. maybe if you came here at a later age and you have that form of, of, of identity and, um how you approach life and how you approach the community in some aspects is sort of shaped by that um yeah i think for me i i guess i didn't want to be like defined by that and i realized okay well mm. it's it's um how can we how can we bring it bring the two together um mm. so which which i find is much harder and it's it's easier it's easier said than done but uh, sure. has been a challenge in that um, there are different needs um, mm. that encompass it. And so uh, so I think for he here, growing up here, um, I just remember hearing, you know, or my mom talking about saying, well, you got to work twice as hard here. Uh, mm. You know, you, you know, so from a very young age, you're, 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 you're taught or you're made aware about um, black consciousness and 
um, how much that, um, and I guess early forms of prejudice or racism discrimination, like how that um, could shape you uh, as you navigate the different spaces and, and, and you have different experiences. And so um, for me or for us, it was because we were so still very connected within the community or within the running community, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I didn't have to choose and say, well, mm. um, now I want to be Canadian. And then, okay, now let me, let me flip it. Now let me be Rwandan. So it, it was, I didn't have to choose, but I know for others, it could be a challenge. Mm. Um, and I have seen it be a challenge and, you know, whatever background that you come from. And so, but I think the cool thing about here in Canada, maybe compared to other countries and that's you know whether you know us or anything like that where it's like yeah the whole melting pot where we just have to conform to that one identity and that that identity of that adopted country that you're in um Mm. beauty part of canada is that um yes you you are able to maintain or to value also um your culture your identity your uh, your ancestry um, at the same time, you know, contribute to life here in Canada um, and, and, and to also uh, be proud of that. And so, yeah, I, this is something that I know a lot, not a lot of people, it's, it could be difficult um, yeah. uh, for some. And, and whether you experience it at a, at a young age or maybe you experience it at an older age or later age or high school, university or in working all that. Um, I think because I've seen it and I've seen it maybe some of the young people and, and, and just being aware of it and in other communities, it's just to, um, to, to try to make a welcoming environment or uh, inclusiveness in, in whatever Mm. that I do and so yeah so I think for me I, I'm just not having to just choose so if you're yeah. asking, yes I'm Canadian Rwandan um, you know I, I am just as much you know Rwandan as, as you know maybe someone else I came we just have different life experiences um, different ways of seeing things to a certain extent but um, it, it you know, one's not higher than the other and mm. comes to contributing and, and playing a part and making an impact. Um, you can make an impact um, in wherever that you are. Um, I, I really believe fundamentally comes down to a mindset. Um, yeah, 100%. So that's something that you could take. And so for me, it's come down to the mindset. And so that's how I approach it. And uh, I guess that's why I'm, I'm, I'm very free. It's, it's, it's actually mm. very liberating. So, uh, but I know yeah. each one will have their own journey in getting to yeah. the tribe, but um, definitely um, if we can help support or serve as practices um, and, and just being there, especially for the young people that are there uh, and that we, we are uh, a sizable community now and there's many families that are here and have been settled and there will be many more. And so, uh, for the next generation that's going to be coming up, which, you know, many young um, 
young runners that will be born here and, and, and going forward. And so um, just making a place to say, hey, well, you are valued and, um, you know, just just to be proud of who you are and to have that dignity. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, it's interesting, definitely. I also think, or I also wonder if um, you working in public service, like working for the government also helps with that part because I guess you're working for like the greater Canadian community, right? Um, yeah. And you're thinking about people, like it's not like me who's in business and I'm selling software. <laughs> you know, like you're thinking about the well-being of Canadians <laughs> in Ontario. Yeah. You know? well, no, no, for sure, for sure. It, 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 it's whether, you know, I, I wouldn't say, okay, it has to be because you're in a very... Um, in a sector where um, you're giving back towards the people, and obviously, yes, definitely, whether it could be in a public sector, nonprofit, pub, uh, private, um, but even in when if you're in those circles, it I, again, it will, it will come back to the mindset um, in how in how you approach it, and so yeah, for, for me, sure. definitely, it 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 helps to a certain degree, and 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 yes, um, but. You know, I, I, you know, work and my title is just my title there. It, it mm. find me there and I won't get my worth from that. Um, but I will know that um, my my identity and and, um, and for me first um, realizing that um, I'm grateful for the opportunities and the blessings that God has um, mm-hmm. to me. And so um, that is my first um, rooted identity and everything else um, is is then after, and so um, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a brother, I'm, um, I'm a pause now, I'm, I'm a community member, and with that, and so that sort of shapes, you know, and and how I approach it, and so, uh, but definitely, you know, there's there's people will will have um, a journey and going towards that and so yeah realizing that especially in this in this part of the world we're, we're definitely going to have those challenges and um i think it's, it's it's just it's just that hope to really um get us forward yeah for sure for me now like um i like i like that you are at a stage where you're comfortable with both identities and that you're i like when you said you're free um for me now, I'm learning how to be Canadian. <laughs> I don't know, like <laughs> because I guess I've been I've lived here for so long, but I wasn't Canadian. You know, I think there is a difference. It's crazy, but there is a difference when you go from like, oh, I'm a PR and I'm questioned at the border every time I travel, mm. to when you're a Canadian and they're like, welcome home, <laughs> you mm. know. And so now it's like, oh, what does that mean? Um, yeah, like, what is my role in this community as uh, as a Canadian? Like, that's my... And, and, like, identity is forever shifting and evolving, right? So, yeah. So, for me, I would say that's, the, that's where I am now. Like, I don't know what Michaela as a Canadian is going to do yet. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself, um, you know, and overly thinking about or stressing about it. But I, I think... 
those what you're doing and and the fact that you're wanting to to contribute and to make an impact in in, in whichever way and um the fact that you're here and wanting to to do that here that's 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 something to be celebrated and so uh yeah no i definitely yeah just don't 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 put too much pressure on it and then it'll it'll come naturally you, you, you yeah for sure. it'll come naturally so yeah it's fine yeah, but that's also my personality. Like, I just overthink a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, yes. If you're very over-analytical about each each move and each decision you make and each thought you're doing, then, you know, questioning. Yeah, but you, you like, can't help me with that. <laughs> like, are they going to, like, revoke your citizenship because... They no, 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 no. And, and 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 there's no it, it's kind of it's it's kind of hard to quantify it or to measure it and it's not like they can you know it's not like you have to go back or you've already got your students and be like okay well um you know how many times have you voted or paid your taxes okay yes now you're on track to being a good canadian productive citizen it's it's, mm. it's actually very arbitrary because if you look at it like probably those two things maybe that stand out voting and paying your taxes um you're paying tax before okay now you're just voting yeah that's one big difference uh which could have you know a great impact and um that's one of the great contributions that um you could definitely make um and i think just get involved in issues that are greater than yourself and exactly greater than your community mm-hmm. i think that's also playing your part too um yeah for sure yeah yeah for sure so community work is hard and uh, it demands a lot of time and it can be sometimes ungrateful. Mm. So um, how do you stay motivated through it? Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's a very good question. Um, something that I've thought about sometimes uh, too. It, it's, I think, the motivation comes, it'll come from how we, like what our initial motivations are going into it. So mm. um, I think that doing that deeper dive um, thought or analysis to really realize, well, am I really doing this to A, beef up my resume or, or B, get noticed, uh, or C, you know, mm. find a new spouse or something like that. Who, if, if, if those are your motivations or, if, you know, and, and in many cases, maybe um, some can be very valid. Um, but yeah, really checking to see what your motivations are. And if they're being guided right, um, then you will you will definitely stay on track um, and you'll learn to not take it personally. Mm. Um, so probably, so maybe an example I could use is uh, I guess when we were starting off um, just building this whole youth association and, you know, just trying to develop programming and trying to get the community out and uh, place, do a lot of, um, time and planning, going to these things, and you know maybe some events or some workshops are good, 
you know, good attendance, and then maybe some others weren't in cell. There was like some inconsistencies in that, um, and then we're like, okay, well, what's happening? Um, how can we not getting that consistency, or how how can we get more people to take more initiative? So, hmm. um, this is this is something that, that I noticed, um, and so how I stay motivated is, is again, um, sticking towards the vision. Um, and sometimes when you're doing the work, um, whether it could be in your nine to five, whether it could be you volunteer or different type of leadership, you're maybe you're, you're like diving deep, like in like the very present and like the now and next month and next programming cycle and all that type of thing. Um, but for me is looking at, Oh, okay, well, Maybe, oh, this person came and they got connected to this and, oh, I was able to write a reference letter and that person got a job, mm. all that sort of thing. So like, so like there's small wins along the way, yeah. right? Yeah. So mm. what will keep me motivated is those small wins. And in the midst of challenge, in the midst of roadblocks, um, if we look up, you know, and if we're not just sort of diving deep and just looking down, but if we look up, if we're talking people if as we're engaging with people uh i really take an interest like for me like i love going um on, on just you know coffee chats and just just meeting up with them and so um mm. and and just really just getting an idea um just where people are at or maybe how i can support them or who i can connect them with or i choose with all that type of thing like um um and so that's that's how I would see to keep me going um, and just seeing how those small wins could translate into much more larger wins when you're looking at the, the bigger vision um, and setting yourself or setting setting it up for continuity, for sustainability. Um, and that's something that really will stay top of mind with that. Okay. Well, okay. This is good. I'm committed towards this. Um, yes. I'm not being paid for this. Yes. There's long hours or not really long hours, but looking at it from a team perspective and mm-hmm. operating across board. Cause realizing, and now I realize that definitely your, your time is precious now. And um, mm-hmm. as, as you progress through life, you know, the, you know, the battle for your time is, is going to become, you know, more and more intense. So mm-hmm. how can you strategically um, balance your time, um, find aspects of value and that you contribute um, at the same time, just um, building up um, a community or building up a team or all of that. So, so it's going to be a need to to do all that, but um, yeah, just definitely uh, evaluate those small wins and just think about the bigger picture of vision um, and uh, collaborate um, with your team and have a good tribe around you, mm. Um, mm. a tribe that believes you. That that's for me actually like I like I love learning from people, so I. I'm not one to get intimidated. Okay, you know, someone is much more knowledgeable or smarter than me in this. Like, hey, like, I want to learn from you or you have this bright, amazing idea or I got involved in this organization. I want to learn from you, all that. Hey, how can I bring that to 
what I'm doing here in this space and vice versa. And so um, I guess, you know, being on a continual pursuit of learning and you know, yeah. will, will definitely keep your motivation high. Hmm. Yeah, I like to cele- celebrating the small wins because sometimes we get so bogged down in the details that you kind of don't look up, you know, to like take a deep breath and just, yeah, appreciate the impact that you have had so far. And like, I know that you guys definitely do, especially with Carrie, that you, you do like a lot of good work. I love the the financial workshops, the career workshops, because mm-hmm. those are the things where I'm like, yeah, that would have been nice when I was 18 and I got a credit card. <laughs> I wish you gave me a credit card just because, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I didn't know what a credit score was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are like really needed uh, life skills that will help set us up for success. So they're definitely worth it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we yeah. find ourselves that... Now we're mentors, you know, in whatever mm-hmm, exactly. form, but um, now we're at the stage where uh, to be passing on our our small wins, our advice, our failures, mm-hmm. and just open and vulnerable, um, I think is, is definitely the way to go. But uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, what would you tell your younger self like five years ago or 10 years ago? Um. So I would say I'm uh, a bit more open now. Uh, so, and interesting people say, "Oh, well, you're you're very much an extrovert, and you love getting out there and all of that." But mm-hmm. I really had to work on this in a sense. Mm. Where some things, yes, came naturally. Some other things didn't. And so, I know what I would tell myself starting out was just don't don't care or don't um it doesn't matter what people will say about you and um i know i definitely um would love to please everyone but realizing that you can't please everyone Mm. um and sometimes if you're trying to please everyone and that could be hindrance on uh, yourself and so with me um just being open uh, from the very get-go just saying just how i feel and believe and just you know that's something um that would help as i'm progressed in sort of building up confidence um in these different areas so yeah no that's something i would have loved to do earlier on and I'll definitely want to pass this on to you to others hmm. and where do you see yourself in five years hmm. so yeah I've thought about that two years five years um, so I'm I'm open so there's I would love to to see how then there's been some ideas I've been floating around and some people I've been talking with about doing some doing some projects there on the continent, um, mm. East Africa. And so um, uh, I would like to, uh, before five years, but um, within the next short term, um, 
uh, actually execute on some of these Mm. these ideas that I've been thinking about, these startup um, project ideas I've been having. And actually right now I've been trying to wanted to do a more deeper dive uh, in the tech space. And I've been trying to get more understanding in that. And uh, so for me, I would I would love to, uh, to, to be able to practically support and uh, support the development um, that's happened there um, in East Africa, whether it's in Rwanda uh, and elsewhere, but uh, whether that's being from here in Canada and supporting um, our projects that are happening there in Rwanda or, or being from there and here. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that I'm really, really eyeing towards within these next um, short-term goals. Nice. I wish you luck. Let me know if I can help you in any way. I don't know how, yeah. but let me know. So we'll we'll yeah. figure it out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. No, definitely. I'll definitely keep you updated. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, what advice would you give um, our younger generation or someone mm-hmm. who's trying to do what you're doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, no. Um, so I think what I would say is uh, we are definitely explore, um, exploring and, and being open to failure is, is, is something mm. that, um, I know doesn't, come easy and that we want to sort of mitigate our risk as much as possible um and so what some people's failure may be is maybe i you know i i don't see myself being a public speaker i don't see myself communicating to large groups and therefore i only just want to stay in my lane let me have this um let me do that thing that i'm good at but um i'll definitely yeah encourage um young people to if they are interested in 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 building their skills um in developing their experiences uh to really think about um how you could get involved in issues uh and interests that are happening around you and Mm. in the community is a great starting place doesn't have to be the community uh your community could be anything whether it's, it's within um, where you're from, or whether it could be in the academic community, whether it could be um, in the nonprofit, corporate communities, like all these different kind of communities. Like there's tons of communities that you can be a part of, but uh, maybe starting off with 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 a place that you're that you're in right now, uh, yeah, and build from there, uh, mm. and then you won't feel kind of overwhelmed because a lot of conversations right now is having well. Um, how do I get a job if I don't have any experience and what's going to happen mm. at the end of my graduation, all that type of thing, or how do I transition to make that next step in my career? And, um, or how do I settle down and have a family, all these types of things. And so uh, definitely like the one thing that's going to be constant is change. And so change is going to happen. Um, but definitely preparation is key. Um mm. And preparing and that's probably one thing i would probably maybe answer your earlier question in terms of what i would 
want to do um, better or what's something I, I would like to do um, better was is, is um, preparing and how I and how I approach uh, basically what I'm doing right now so um, being intentional in some cases you know writing it out having a vision board for where you want to go in the next two mm. five years um, have some people like share that vision board with a few people that you trust build mm. accountability because um yeah i think the the, the accountability um was also key in having people that I could bounce things off from maybe some people that are a bit more ahead um or whether that's uh, an area that i wanted to really grow in and so um preparation is key and yeah just really you know just explore um as much as you can and definitely you'll you'll be able to um, to see what your passions are um, as you explore and as you learn and as you stay curious. Awesome. Thank you. Um, any final world, any final words, anything that we forgot? Um, no, I think that's, that's, I think that's pretty much it in terms of what we covered, but yeah, no, thanks again for, for this opportunity. Um, and, you're doing a great job in starting off this initiative. And I remember you started off with a Facebook blog a couple of years ago, and now you kind yeah. of morphed into this and the podcast, but no, this is, this is good. I think, I think this is something that we should be doing more of in terms of um, telling our stories and becoming uh-huh. storytellers. Um, because this is, this is this is an amazing initiative to um, to really showcase and to share best practices and just learn from each other. Um, and I think what you're doing is great, it's phenomenal. Definitely really sharing. And yeah, no, just keep up, give up the great job. Oh my God, thank you. You just made me so happy because you just defined what I'm trying to do. And I was like, yes, people get it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, no, me, I, me, I get things. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm all uh, no, because, uh, because last time I was talking to someone else, and um, I don't know, man, it just made me. It, it was not encouraging, and I know not everybody's gonna like love it and encourage it, but I left that conversation feeling like, am I not clear enough? Do I need to like go redo my introduction and like reclarify everything. <laughs> Mm. But just hearing you speak, I'm just like, okay, maybe he wasn't my target audience, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Some, <laughs> some people will get it. Some people will get it confused. Some will critique. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think once, yeah, definitely, like, once you put yourself out there, um, like, that's something that's going to come with the territory. Of course. Um, not yeah. everyone, like you, or not everyone's going to like or get it and all of that type of thing. Um, but it's okay, right? And and that's perfectly fine. And um, and actually, I've 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 heard that many times and saying, be like, okay, well, I don't want I don't want to put myself out there because I'm not sure how it's going to be received and what people are going to think yeah. and how about if it fails and people are going to know that I started something and I failed and you know mm-hmm. and all that type of thing. But um, but yeah, no, I think I think what you're doing uh, is great. Is building 
um, a lot of confidence and actually a lot of other people who may um, who may be sort of watching this and um, you know because you never know who is watching you and so yeah um, the moves that we make the you know how we lead um, and how we portray ourselves like generally and authentically then mm-hmm. you, you know you never know what impact that you're doing so yeah the virtual yeah, the virtual yay thank you so much yeah and at the end of the day like as if if even if like one person listening to you pushes them to say like i don't know to make one change in their life you know like oh my god maybe i should think about government or maybe i should think about policy or maybe let me go volunteer or let me go join a non-profit board just make them think about things differently or about what they were trying to do or maybe encourages them to go do it like then i will have succeeded you know like that's that's what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. like, i just show mm-hmm. like different people doing different things and and enjoying it along the way so mm-hmm. yeah man yeah thank you thank you so much thank you so much Nancy. yeah no no problem no problem i'll definitely then, be sharing it yeah and then yeah and then well we'll be in touch okay all right what did you think of the conversation that you just heard don't hesitate to leave us comments on the Facebook group or on the website jazzavikmar.com. As the old adage goes, sharing is caring. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, like and subscribe. Until next time, keep striving, keep thriving and keep shining.